Uh, over to deepest Oxfordshire, which is probably one of the prettiest parts of England um, and especially the city of Oxford itself. Um, it's a handy ferry right away and, a, and you can bring the car or you can fly in. It's, so it, it's it's one of those kind of long weekend destinations. You can certainly do it on a weekend. You can do it as a day trip from London. I would definitely suggest going through Birmingham. But if you want to drive, give it a lot of flexibility. So it, it's your pretty old Midsummer Murders, Cotswolds type dreamy English kind of uh, little locale. Now, I mean, you know, to say it's one of the prettiest areas of England is saying something because there are fantastic mm. locations right across England. I lived in London many years ago and did one day trip to Oxford, to the actual city itself. Mm. It is stunning, beyond stunning. You just get lost in the place. You don't, you know, I, I mean, my approach that day, I was meeting somebody who happened to be over from Ireland, but I had no, we'd no set agenda or set plans and we just wandered around the city for mm. the day and it's really the way to do it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I suppose it's like any where you go to say Istanbul you look at all the buildings you go well they all look very pretty it, it is good to get a feeling for it you, you can certainly do walking tours as like like it's sister hated sister city of Cambridge there's a huge rivalry you know, they're, they're like the Irish they hold grudges a long time over there um, I, I would suggest do a walking tour if you can if you're only there for the day and you know just want to do within two hours there's actually a free walking tour and it's a two pounds to actually book online it's a place called Footprints now there are there's plenty of people kind of vying for your uh, Vying for your yeah, start, vying yeah. for your mo- money over there. Um, a lot of them are ex ex kind of uh, college students, you know, just working, you know, kind of gap year or whatever. But they will give you an insight into the college. Now, there are thirty eight colleges now. They're they're so it's it's a it's a sprawl of a place. When you think of Oxford University, you think of one university. It's mm. actually not. It's thirty eight constituent colleges, uh, eleven thousand students. Um, they're all quite small in, in some ways, but um, all very very different. Uh, whether it's history, yeah, modern. Um, it is the oldest English-speaking university in the world. So I would suggest if you want to just get a feeling for the place, find out who who actually went there. Um, and there is an absolute kind of rogues gallery or kind of a who's who of anybody you want to think of. Either went to Oxford or Cambridge, pretty much. Like who? Give us some examples. Well, you can start with Hugh Grant. <laughs> he went to Oxford. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, 37 British prime ministers. Now, they have more than Cambridge. This, this is where the rivalry comes in. Like um, The first British prime minister went to Cambridge, but 37, including Margaret Thatcher. Of course, uh, you also have... Um, the likes of Bill Clinton, who were in Oxford, um, uh, Tolkien. He didn't, he didn't inhale while he was there. Though. I actually know the pub. I was in the pub where he allegedly had a had a cigarette of a kind, but uh, it's a very famous old pub. But no, um, but you also have like uh, like said Tolkien, um, uh, Lewis Carroll, and a lot of um, the books we read today were actually inspired by these this absolutely beautiful location. And it is. It's so atmospheric mm. as well, isn't it? I mean, just soaking up that atmosphere as you wander yeah. around the streets. Oh yeah, it, it's it's quite a big city actually. In the sense, it's about it's it's a little bit bigger than Cambridge. Like we're talking about one hundred twenty thousand people or so. So it is. An, there's an industrial part as well, obviously, the, like in the likes of car manufacturing. But in the actual old town itself, it's very walkable. It's very uh, it's very nice to get around. I would suggest one thing, if you are going to drive, don't drive at Oxford. Like any of these medieval old towns, they are not kind of built up for, you know. Mm. So I actually stayed outside in, in a very, very small village um, and just commuted in. And again, it's probably the best way to do it, if you, unless you get the train, which is another way of doing it. But I would suggest if you're going to drive, leave the car outside. There are park and ride facilities outside the city, but we're talking one-way systems and councils who really don't want people driving into the city itself. Yeah, when when the British, uh, they're, they're so known for their rules and regulations. Yeah. <laughs> so when they impose something like Absolutely. one-way systems and, and park and ride, they really, really impose it. Yeah. And you don't want to get stuck with it. Another good tip, I think, for Oxford as well is because, and for the city itself, is, you know, wear very comfortable shoes because it is cobblestone streets. Oh, yeah. It is, you know, it's yeah. it's hard going if you're trying to totter around in your in your heels or, or, yeah. or shoes that you only bought I don't uh, have the problem days. with the heels, but yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Now, I mean, obviously, it's not just about the city. Mm. You're talking about the, the wider um, mm. locations 
location of Oxfordshire. And it's actually an area that many people will be very familiar with, even mm. though they may not recognise that, because it's, mm. it's, it's used very regularly as a location for both mm. films and television. You've actually seen it on TV. Um, you look at Downton Abbey, that's a local village. Um, it's, it's, it's just about an hour outside. You know, you can, you can get a guided tour through the local tourist board if you want to. It's, it's not that expensive. Um, it's it's. I'm not a big Downton fan, but it's where the church where people get married and people die, and the local village. Pub. I am a big Downton okay, fan, so, so yeah. that sounds like right well, up my street. Absolutely. Well, it's a little little village called Bampton. It's it's kind of heading in towards the Cotswolds. I think Irish people would know the Cotswolds again. You're you're not too far from Cheltenham, so that area is probably fairly well known <laughs> yeah, exactly. to the Irish. Yeah, but uh, you've also Inspector Morris obviously as well, which is huge. And so in the sense that you can actually do like, it's a very much a tourist city. They they can you can do anything. So we can do an Inspector Morris tour. You can you can see a Lewis tour. You can see anything involved, like in TV locations, oh, and also Harry Potter. Like, yeah, talk to me about Harry Potter and some of the locations that people can go and, and see that they yeah. will recognise from the films. Again, I suppose two birds and one stone. If you want to go visit a college, there's a good chance the college was actually used in in Harry Potter. Um, it, it's if you look at uh, the likes of um, Christchurch, the dining hall. So that's probably I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but if you look at the actual Hogwarts dining hall, that's Christchurch. So again. It's a small admission fee. Um, some of the better known colleges, you're talking maybe £2.50, five or some for the bigger ones. You can actually go in and see see what actually just recreate. So if you're going with kids, it's, it's, it is it's is very much Harry Potter land in that sense. You've also got um, the library. Um, it's used as Hogwarts uh, Sanatorium. That's a, my pronunciation is terrible. The Bodleian uh, Library. Somebody I'm sure will ring in and say that's wrong. Um, but it's it, again built in 1488. It, it's, 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 just um, reeking with history. Mm. Uh, you, you mentioned kids there and, and the Harry Potter mm. thing. When you think of Oxford and Oxfordshire, you think of a more sedate type mm. of holiday maybe that yeah. doesn't have a lot there for the mm. children. But but is there things if you have a, ga- a gaggle of kids in tow? Absolutely. Again, we're talking like a city, a city, you know, a little bit smaller than Cork, but obviously not everybody's going to go to college. There are people, actually normal people who live there, kind of have day-to-day lives, do have children even. Um, punting is one thing I would say, suggest definitely if you go to either of those two university cities, um, it's about £22 for an hour. You can get five people on board. Um, you can go down. The local, the Thames actually goes through uh, Cambridge. It's called the Isis for some strange reason when it gets there. Um, but you do have, uh, the two rivers meet there. So again, it's it's an hour. It's, a, it's your bride's revisited kind of, you mm. know, Punting on the river, and again, it's it's kind of historic, but something a little bit different. And kids will love that. You also have um, free museums, uh, natural history museums. If you like shrunken heads, if you like archaeology, you're going to get. Who that. doesn't like shrunken <laughs> yeah. heads? Uh, Captain Cook's Void is that's the river. Uh, that's the River Pit Museum. Um, so again, some of the oldest museums in Britain are there. Um, kids like I think natural history museums are one place where you do bring kids. If you see dinosaurs, they're happy out. And Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Well, they say Lewis Carroll, who taught in in Oxford. Um, was actually inspired by it. So there actually is, an, again, if you want to go to the tourist board, I didn't actually get involved with the tourist board at all, I just did my own thing. But yeah. I, I'd say I always think of other people, maybe they, don't, they want to kind of have a, I just go, you know, walk around, wander around, like, a bit like yourself. But there is an Alice in Wonderland um, excursion, you can actually go around and see, see the actual what inspired. Again, the Hobbits, they say um, one drunken night, uh, Tolkien was actually inspired. He, start, he started seeing Hobbits. So that's where the whole idea came from for that. <laughs> who, who, again, who, Maybe he ventured where Bill Clinton wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, so same, he, he went into a, a fairly intoxicated state. One, that is the, that's the theory of where the hobbits came from. So 
again, if kids are in, uh, Lord of the Rings, kids love so. Yeah, and just on that, I, I haven't been myself, but mm. I, I have a friend who lives quite close to Hobbitland in New mm. Zealand, and any yeah. of the friends that go yeah. over, they get they get dragged along there. They really capitalise on mm. their association yeah. with that. I, you know, is it as good an experience here as it as it as it as it is in New Zealand? Well, it's close. In, 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 the thing we have to remember, Tolkien. Tolkien was educated in a Jesuit school in uh, Lancashire, and they actually all the names that you'll find. Again, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but. If you look at the local names in Lancashire, they're actually, they're based in the books. You actually, there is, so there's reference points there. But when he went to Oxford as well, um, that was the inspiration. So like, again, you, you can actually do the tour. Um, the guides who are, who are very, very knowledgeable, they'll actually explain, you know, what the background was, what he did. So you learn a bit about the life as well. So if you're kind of like an anorak and you really want to find, especially yeah. adults as well as kids, you, you will learn a lot, an awful lot. Um, the one thing I would suggest definitely for, you know, if you're going to have a family day out is go to Blenheim Palace. It is just on an absolute stunning scale. We've nothing like Rusborough House, uh, Carton House. I know our beautiful homes here, but Blenheim is only, it's literally about half an hour outside Oxford. It's the most amazing place I know. I, I, I'm not a big stately home fan, but Downton Abbey would look like a shed compared to it. That's, that's, we're talking 2,000 acres. It's better than any royal palace in Britain. Not very well known. Um, again, it's a day trip from Oxford if you're over there. The birthplace of Winston, Winston, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill was actually born there, yeah. So it was quite a quite a big, big association. The Duke of Marlborough still lives there, um, so he makes a lot of money, obviously, people coming in. But it is on a vast scale, so it's it's certainly a great day out. A little miniature train ride as well on the ground, so kids will like it. it it's parkland, anything you want to do there. Yeah, it sounds like a full day out, actually, if you have the t- kids yeah. in tow. Now, one thing, Mark, though, is that, you know... And to be honest, I've seen quite a lot of people, you know, my own personal mm. group of friends actually heading to, to Britain this mm. year on holidays. But it, it had been up to this point somewhat cost prohibitive nearly. Absolutely. You know, it was a very, very expensive mm. destination, yeah. although it was convenient mm. and you could pack up, you know, everything into the car and, and just drive and get the ferry. But obviously we've had Brexit now. What sort of effect has that had on the prices you're paying when you are in Britain? I'm literally just back from Wales this weekend. Again, you're noticing a bit of a difference. It's it's creeping up. I would say within a few weeks, I'm not an economist, but certainly Stirling is taking a bit of a battering at the moment. Um, you'll find, like, Oxford is not a cheap place by any stretch of the imagination. It's not London prices, but it's not, again, it wouldn't mm. be like, you know, it's one of the dearer places. But for a weekend, it's not going to be a huge amount of money, especially if you pick up a cheap flight. I would definitely recommend, if you can, flying to Birmingham, direct train down, it's only an hour. Um, so again, the actual travel cost is not too bad. Um, where I stay in the hotel, it's, it's again, I stay in a very, very small village called Woodstock. It's very, very handy for Oxford. Uh, about £99 a night you're looking at for um, a hotel room. Oxford itself, you can multiply that quite a bit. There's a lovely old hotel, the Malmaison now, we're talking about 150 a night. It's an old jail, medieval jail. But again, if you're going with family, that I think that's starting to creep up quite a bit. But they're saying now, within a few months, sterling is going to drop again. So you will start to notice a difference. So better value for money now than Def- it would have been six months. Yeah, ago I'm. I'm, I'm certainly looking more like looking England, and uh, like I think London is one place if you can avoid the accommodation. If you've got friends and family in London, it's fine. It's it's not too like you can find cheap eats. Certainly in Oxford, you can't find cheap eats. It's just the accommodation is going to be a major issue. Yeah. Now you mentioned um, the Feathers Hotel there, mm. uh, famous f- and in fact in the Guinness mm. Book of Records for a very curious reason, one that I'm very interested in. Biggest gin collection in the world. So, hey. so, so they claim. Yeah. I, I actually try. I, I, I stopped on five. Um, they've got over four hundred, <laughs> and uh, it, we're talking Iceland, I think Albania, uh, Canada, America, places I've never even knew. You could book in there for a month. You'd be, you'd be yeah. have the best. 
best holiday of your life. You wouldn't yeah. remember it, maybe. Yeah, you might. Actually, you really want sterling to drop a little bit more because gin and tonic is going to hit you quite a bit. But um, yeah, no, it, it, it is an amazing collection. Um, what I like about there as well, the village, you also have a local pub around the corner called the Black Prince. And they have um, it's it's very much your, your wicker man type, strange little hamlets. Play where they have a little game called Aunt Sally. Where they try and knock um, wood off and another little bit of wood, and they actually have a league. So it's 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 this kind of charming little bit Anything of Anything to do with it, with uh, with Wurzel Gummidge, or why is it curiously called Aunt no, Sally? No, but actually, it goes. It's kind of a medieval game, and there are leagues actually where the guys actually have a little like a bowling alley where they try and knock this wood off, and it's you're sitting by the river as well. And when we think of England, and when I think of England, I think of Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle is where people go to. But mm. there is that kind of charming, oldy worldy medieval England, which. Certainly, the British British tourist guys have never really pushed over here. They they, they presume we're, we're going over for weekends for Liverpool, Manchester, or whatever, or you want to go to London, and that's pretty much it. And I think a lot of people don't realise there is a rural England there. We we think of the industrial city, we see TV, whatever, but and then obviously we see the Downton and say, well, where's that? And you really can reach it quite easily. Again, if you want, it's it's a four hour drive from Hollyhead. If you want to bring the car, it's not a bad not a bad way to go. Um, half an hour flight to Birmingham and then just an hour on the train so it, it is accessible That's it. so a long weekend is definitely doable And in those smaller locations I would have thought as well great for foodies and, and people mm. who are into their to their craft ales yeah. etc like what's yeah, there for, for those who, who are who are really into the foodie thing? Well you talk craft ale definitely different kind of, if you go to London you might, you might be with the big brewers but there there is everything's kind of local you have artisan cheeses um, you certainly have local produce which is it's 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 kind of England in the sense of you have that um, there is kind of a big artisan feel. If you look at even Oxford itself, it's got the oldest market in in Britain. Um, they say it's probably one of the oldest in the world covered market. Again, you have local producers there, kind of. Uh, so it's 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 different from what we what we think of English cuisine. We would say, well, there is no regional variety. But it, it, once you go local, there is actually huge. You know, it's it the local produce is used. So it's it's not what you see in the mainstream cities. So um, there is it's very much like if you go down to West Cork or whatever. It's very similar. And just on the getting back to the cost um, mm. element as well, I, I, it's a good few years since I was in England, but mm. I mean, I, I would have noted that, okay, as you said, accommodation, you could be paying a little bit more than yeah. you would here. But but food and drink actually is, is pretty good value for money in comparison. Yeah, it, it is actually. Now, the, the, one, the one problem I always find in England is the train system is so expensive. So that's the handy thing about, about going to Oxford at least you know if you want to go you can get a bus from Heathrow you can get a bus from Stansted or you can get a train from, from Paddington direct to du- Oxford direct or Birmingham I would definitely recommend Birmingham International because you just go to the airport downstairs it's probably the best airport in Britain for connectivity um, so it's, you're not spending huge amounts of money there but if you're in the car as well petrol's that bit dear mm. but food food and drink usually okay it's just accommodation can be the thing um, but the one thing I would say with Oxford like I said uh, admission prices usually free for most of the colleges it's only the five or six elite colleges. Museums are free in. Um, so there, there's plenty of like just free activity in the sense of wandering around and it's not going to cost you a huge amount of money. So finally, Mark, how mm. do we get there? What are the best routes? I mean, you've mentioned flying. You've mentioned taking the car. I mean, mm. what, what, what are we talking about in terms of times and yeah. uh, frequency of services and cost? Okay, well, Hollyhead to Woodstock, you know, again... What I would recommend, definitely with Stena or uh, if you've gone Irish ferries, just watch out for the savings. That there are different off-peak savings uh, make a huge difference. If you're bringing the car, you know it's it's you can be saving 10, 15, 20 percent. Um, they have flash sales. I would say sign up for any of those deals. Um, Ryanair again, very much availability. Book ahead if you're going it that way. Um, train time, it's just about an hour, an hour's journey from Birmingham. That's would be my recommendation. There is an airport in Oxford, but it doesn't fly anywhere pretty much. Sure. 
But uh, that, that there. Um, oh, and one thing I'd say: Oxford to Woodstock, twenty-eight minutes by bus. Okay, it's, and again, and local, local transport services there it's tend okay. to be... Yeah, stagecoach now, if you look, again, the stagecoach bus, 38 minutes, it's £6 return. But there is, if you want to do, you can go with stagecoach, you can, for £8, you can actually do a full day Oxfordshire pass. So if you really want to see the likes of Bister Village, Bister Village is um, an outland mall, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, very much like the Cheshire Oaks kind of model. Um, it's, I just... <laughs> I just don't understand people who go away and go shopping to a big mall. I know a lot of people do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 it's one of those, I suppose it's it's cheaper than going to the high street. If you want to go Oxford Street or you want to go to Regent Street, you're going to pay, you know, a premium. So it, it's not bad. As an aside, did you did you take in the competition of Cambridge at all while you were there? Yeah, I've seen Cambridge. Um, my preference would be Cambridge, a bit smaller. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You just totally, uh, you had me sold there, Mark, and now you've, you've put the spanner it out. Anyway, maybe that's it. You, you can do both, actually. If you're in, in either city, they, you can actually do a tour so you don't, to do the opposition. Well, sure, Mark, maybe what we need to do then is have you back in a couple of weeks and talk through uh, the uh, positive aspects of Cambridge then, if you think it's the big winner. Mark Evans, travel editor of The Herald. Thanks very much for joining us.